This is Anna from the Pop Prison Power Podcast, and this is the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're the people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for yet another episode of the So Wizard Podcast, episode number 396. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I am vengeance. <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis, Mark Ellis Reagan. Uh, you got a lot of cats. I'm a big fan of strays, you know, <laughs> uh, stray cats, strut. Come on, man. Stray cats are great. Uh, you are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, it's our review of one of the biggest movies of the year. That's right, kids. It's The Batman. This is not just any old Batman. This is not a Batman, mini Batman. Batman's Batman. Well, <laughs> this is the Batman. So buckle up. We're about to jump in. We're not doing anything else except talking the Batman this week. So let's get going. Non-spoiler to start. As always, we're going to give you our impressions. We're not going to spoil a damn thing. And then Mark will play the drop delineating spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, you can head off. Go see it and come back. The rest of you stick around. We'll talk about it more in depth. But before we get started, Marcellus Reagans, please tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast. All right. So everybody can head on over to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. You'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly. You'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there, t-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, coffee mugs, all located in our Tee Public store. You'll also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, so definitely get at us. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there, if you can. Uh, you can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found. And that's including the Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. We have a YouTube page with new content premiering there regularly. So definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, you'll receive exclusive content year-round. Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. Kalel, no. <laughs> no, definitely no, Kalel, because not in this universe, my friends. This is uh, separate from the DCEU. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into the Batman. Uh, we all had a chance to see it. It looks like we all three of us went to one of these early fan events. Aubrey, you went before the two of us at uh tuesday right 
Yeah, which is surprising because I never make it anywhere before anybody. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it was just the only time that I could really fit it in. So it, it just happened. Right. That's what she said. So um, was it uh, everything you wanted it to be and more? Was the fan event full of events and fans? Um, you know, the, the theater actually wasn't that full. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it, it, I shouldn't say it wasn't that full. The first two rows, which nobody likes sitting in, were not full. Um, the rest of the theater was full and there wasn't really anything spectacular about it. It, except that I got to see it on Tuesday. Yep. Did now you sent us a picture from your theater. They played, uh, Maria Menounos and did they play trailers before this? They did. They played the, the Dr. Strange trailer. And then I also got to see like a teaser for, um, the flash Aquaman and black Adam. Yeah, they played that before ours, but they didn't play any other trailers. So that's that's interesting. Interesting. Marcellus Reagans, you and I both went as we record this tonight. And how was your theater experience? Uh, my theater experience was fine. Uh, it wasn't super crazy like I thought it would be. Uh, I got some swag. You know, it's always nice when you go to the uh, advanced screenings, the swag that they give out. I thought I was going to get another poster that I can't hang up anywhere. Uh, but instead, I got these cool, like, uh, black and red Batman buttons, which uh, I don't know where I'm going to put them, but it's nice to have them. Somewhere in my apartment, there's, like, an Aquaman pen <laughs> that I got, too. <laughs> when I went to go see Aquaman, I'm like, yeah, someday I'll put this somewhere. <laughs> in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> but I still have it somewhere. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it wasn't super crazy. You know, the theater was it, it was mostly filled, but not super packed like, it, uh, like the other big events, but it was fine. So... You and I both go went to a Cinemark theater for this. I got the DC trailer that Aubrey was talking about, but that was it. There were no other trailers. There was no Maria Menounos, nothing. Don't you see her enough? No. <laughs> but I will say when I was going to the bathroom, because the movie's three hours long. So before the movie started, I went to the bathroom and they were playing over the speakers in the bathroom commercials for the movies. So I did get to hear, no, this is an envelope. Jeez. For the 800th millionth time. So I, I at least I didn't miss out in the world's worst Eminem commercial. So, you know, I had a pretty terrible uh, theater experience. I got to be honest with you guys. I was not happy with the Batman theater experience. Um, for the most part, the crowd was it was packed, but it wasn't completely full. It was full, but it wasn't completely full. So contrasting it against going to see Spider-Man No Way Home, where it was packed, uh, you know, front row to back row completely sold out with theater rocking and rolling like a rock concert. This was not that. And it's not that kind of movie. So, I mean, I understand why, but it, no trailers, which is fine. And no new V or any of that stuff before the theaters, uh, before the movie started. So they just had a countdown. They had like on the screen counted down and they had like some Batman trivia. So the movie starts and it's okay. So this is a early fan event. So you're expecting everyone that's there to be like fans, like really excited about the Batman, right? Like was why we're here on a weeknight to see a three hour movie. We're like pumped. We're fans. This is fan best dude up to 15 minutes into the movie. People were still coming in and sitting down. Oh, they want to know why they were expecting 20 minutes of trailers, like a yeah, normal movie experience. I'm sure they were, but it was just, it was driving me insane. <laughs> and everyone that came in, of course, were, was sitting in the middle of rows. Of course. So they were all standing up. It was, it was driving me absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. Like, this is the fan event. Like, 
I consider I've said it before on the show. I consider going to the movie sacred. I want the whole experience. I want to go. I want to get my popcorn and my soda and I want to sit down. I want to see some of the commercials. I want to see the newbie stuff. I want to see the trailers. I want to be in my seat ready to rock and roll when the movie starts. I cannot fathom, especially for the amount of money I paid for these goddamn fan fest tickets compared to a normal day at the movies. I cannot fathom showing up 15 minutes into the movie. Like, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> and then some guy was talking on his phone in the movie, too. So oh, that was fun. Was that guy Joey? No, it was not. It was not me. I did not be on my phone during the movie. Okay, because I, 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 I've sat next to you in movie theaters before. I, I know how you operate. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I might check if I get notifications, but you know, I, I definitely don't talk on the phone. I don't like talking on the phone in any situation, but it was just a little frustrating because like I said, it's a fan event. Like if this was like, oh, my schedule required me to have to just see this on a random like Saturday afternoon, like, okay, I understand. Like it's not gonna be the big fans, but there's supposed to be people that were just like pumped to see the movie to the point where we're ready to go on a Wednesday night and to see people rolling in 15, 20 minutes after the movie started. You're just kind of like, oh, man, what is happening here? So not a good start, but we did get to watch the movie. So, Aubrey, what did you think of The Batman? I did not hate it, and I have very few criticisms over it. Okay. It is a very different Batman than what we're used to, but I liked it. Okay. All right. Liked it. That's good. That's good. Uh, Marcellus Reagans. You know, I am a huge Matt Reeves fan. Um, he's one of my, I wouldn't say favorite directors, but everything that he's done so far, I've been like, yeah, I, I like I like the cut of your jib, Matt Reeves. Uh, so I was looking forward to getting a new Matt Reeves movie more than I was looking forward to getting a yet another Batman movie. Uh, so that being said, I was a little disappointed in this. I'm not going to lie. It's not... It's not as good as I was hoping it would be. Mm, it's a dangerous opinion to have on the internet these days, I'll tell you. Um, yeah. I know, and I, and I wanted to lie. I wanted to lie and be a fanboy, just like all the other reviews I've been reading, but I gotta I gotta be honest. <laughs> of course, of course, you have to be honest. Jeez. That's what people expect from us, that and <laughs> just absolutely being pigs about the women in the movies, but... Um, those are the expectations you have when you listen to Soho's podcast, but I, I don't know how I feel about this movie. Yeah. I, I, I just, I don't know. Like what I can tell you is I liked it as I was watching it and I walked out of the theater and I liked it and I'm sitting here almost an hour later and I still like the movie. I don't think I'll ever watch it again. Hmm. And there were a lot of cool things in it, but I like, there were some things that I don't, I don't think there were things I didn't like, but there were things that, just weren't enjoyable about it. And there were some issues I had with it. And we'll get into that when we get into spoilers. So I'm trying to be real vague because um, I know probably people haven't all seen it yet. It's just, it's good, but I was expecting great. Right. So for me to be like, yeah, that was good. That was a good movie, but not being like, let me run through a brick wall. Let me go pre-order the Blu-ray immediately when I get home. Let me, I don't know, just, start jerking off on a Batman comics. The second I walk in the door, like, like I, I expected to be like that. And I'm not, I'm more like, all right, that was good. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's good. So I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying you shouldn't watch it. I'm not saying it's Batman versus Superman or anything like that. I'm just saying I was a little let down versus my expectations, but it's not a bad movie. So let's say, I think that's about three. I, I would say that's thumbs up from us, right? I think the three of us are giving it thumbs up, right? 
Yeah, I yeah, I, I agree. I think it is a good movie. Um, so yeah, I'll I'll say thumbs up. Yeah. All right. Well, that is our non-spoiler talk about it. And this is a tough movie to not spoil outside of what you've seen in the trailers. I mean, you know what you need to know going in. So if you haven't seen it yet, check it out. We're going to play the sound drop delineating our spoilers. So if you don't want to get spoiled, we'll see you later. The rest of you stick around. Here comes the drop. What's the spoiler? Here's the spoiler. You will die alone. (laughs) All right, we're going back to Aubrey, Aubrey Litchfield. Now, you said you liked the movie. You didn't hate the movie. What were some of the things mm-hmm. you liked about it? I did like Robert Pattinson as Batman. Him as Bruce Wayne is a little different. But I did like him as Batman, and I I liked the action sequences in the movie. I thought that they were fantastic and well done. I liked the combat. Um, I liked the... Amount like it, it kind of reminded me of the video games. Maybe that's why I liked it so much. Um, with him battling like so many people at one time, and he's very um, like he intertwines his martial arts plus like the gadgets that Batman uses and everything, like the grappling hook and all of that. And so I did enjoy that. The Riddler is fucking phenomenal. The <laughs> the actor that played him, it, he's fucking weird and he did a great job as a riddler and he's fucking creepy and his murder scenes were fucking brutal and he some dude got his face eaten off by rats that's nasty and he just like he did such a good job i just can't praise him enough like he was fucking amazing and i didn't even recognize colin farrell as the penguin which was awesome because normally that would ruin it for me. But I didn't even recognize him. I totally forgot that he was a penguin until. Well, you had to know I he looked... was in the movie because he was in that super awkward uh, <laughs> intro video. Yeah. And I, t- I completely forgot about it when I'm watching the movie until afterwards. I'm like, wait a minute. Who is Colin Farrell playing? And <laughs> looked at the IMDb and I was like, oh, shit, he was penguin, wasn't he? Catwoman. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I was like, and was he the Joker in the end? I don't understand what he was. So. I, w- I was shocked because he did a really good job as Penguin. Um, that whole dynamic with um, Penguin and Falcone was really cool. I I liked Falcone. He did a really good job. Um, the cast as a whole did a really good job. I just, I mean, I'll get into what I don't like about the cast a little bit later. But I did like Robert Pattinson at, in Batman mode. And I, I like the grittiness of this movie. It was a much darker Batman than what we're used to. And I think that that was a really good turn because it, it is a much more depressing, sullen look and everything, um, which I feel like is more Batman-esque and Gotham-esque. I mean, Gotham is always riddled with crime and and trouble and it's depressing and it's dark. And so I feel like it, it took that approach much differently. I also liked the, there was scenes that were shot where it zoned in on what it wanted to be your focal point. And then the background was kind of blurred out. And I did like that as well. All right. Well, those are definitely some things that are positive. Marcellus Reagans, how about you? Yeah, I'm going to agree with a lot of what Aubrey said. I, I actually like that that camera focal point thing that they did through, throughout the movie. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I like Robert Pattinson. I thought he did a really good Batman. 
Um, I actually thought the whole cast was good. Uh, Zoe Kravitz was fantastic. Uh, Colin Farrell was awesome. Uh, John Turturro was awesome. I like the Riddler's plans. I like his 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 riddles and his the things that he was going for. I thought it was really cool, um, and I really enjoyed the the twist at the end of what the twist of how the Riddler thought his plan was going to work out. <laughs> that I thought was really cool because based on the trailers, I'm like, okay, I think I know how this is going to end. And when it twisted like that, I'm like, oh, that that's actually pretty cool. Um, I like the Shakespeare bust in the Wayne Manor. I thought that was a pretty cool uh, Easter egg. And I like that it's it's a a dark Batman that ends on a hopeful note so that the next version of this Batman will be a more, uh, I don't want to say comic accurate, but it would be a more balanced Batman type of story. Because this one is very... Like when they said it's like inspired by seven, it's very much inspired by seven, like a lot, a lot, which is great, except for seven already exists. We, we already have a seven. <laughs> um, so making a Batman version of seven is cool, but I think the way that this ends, I think it's going to lead to a, a much more fun, not fun, but I don't know, a much more well-balanced Batman story moving forward. All right. Well, uh, yeah, man, for me, the things I liked, I'll agree with you guys. I loved Robert Pattinson as Batman. I didn't mind him as Bruce Wayne either. He didn't do a lot as Bruce Wayne. So it's almost hard to say, well, I loved him as both because I don't feel like he did a lot as Bruce Wayne. Am I, am I, do I, am I wrong here? Like, no, he was, he was in that Batman outfit through most of the movie. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, I, I feel confident saying I really liked him as Batman, and I am more than happy to see him in further projects as Batman. Like, I, I fully accept him as Batman. There's no – I didn't have any trepidation. I know people, a lot of people are making Twilight jokes. And I was actually talking to my daughter about this while we were waiting for the after credits um, thing was that I don't even really think of him as Twilight or even hold that against him really anymore. Um, that was a long time ago. And he's done a lot of other movies and work since then. So, I mean, you know, okay. So he made some embarrassing movies when he was, you know, in his early twenties. Okay. Who cares? Um, not a big deal to me. Um, I, within five seconds, I was like, okay, that's Batman. We're all set. You know, right. <laughs> when he walks out, I loved, <laughs> I loved the motif of Batman is coming and you just hear like the footsteps, like boom, right. boom. Boom. And then he then he appears out of the darkness somewhere. I loved that over and over again that they used in the first time when he comes out and beats up those clown face guys was fucking great. man. Mm. <laughs> like, that was great. Um, I really like the action scenes we get. I really enjoyed. I thought they were really well done and they were pretty well shot. I mean, there was a little bit of shaky cam at some points, but for the most part, they were enjoyable uh, action scenes. I didn't have a problem with any of them. Aubrey, you're 100 percent right. The cast is fantastic. Um, I don't think there was a weak link anywhere in the cast. There's nobody I was sitting here saying, oh, crap. Well, hell, everybody was good except that guy. And I didn't feel like the story, the story, we'll get into something else in a little bit, but the story that they had, the the concept and the story that they had with the Riddler and, and everything happening, I thought was fantastic. It wasn't like Dark Knight Rises or something where you're like, well, why would the police officers, why would the entire police force go <laughs> underground into the sewer? You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I never felt watching it that they were contrivances just to make the movie move forward or to get to a specific action scene, which I thought was good. 
like I, that that part was good to me too especially when you're dealing with something like the riddler like you're kind of worried like is it going to make sense or is it going to be stupid or you know so i never i never never felt watching it that that was a problem and obviously uh zoe kravitz as catwoman is <sighs> bro it's <laughs> like a 11 out of five hot so like <sighs> give me a catwoman spinoff movie immediately you know, she can even fight sharon stone with superpowered makeup <laughs> for all i care you know, like, i'm all in but there must be things you didn't like so aubrey litchfield what did you not like about the batman sometimes the the script was cringy um like in sometimes the dynamic between Robert Pattinson and like uh, Gordon Commissioner Gordon. I didn't really like. Sometimes I didn't like that. Some I feel like Gordon in general kind of like his script sucked, or maybe it was just his delivery of the script. I'm not quite sure. I didn't mind him as Commissioner Gordon, but sometimes like his demeanor sucked. In I didn't really. I I don't know. I wasn't fully into that character. The I'm not quite sure how I feel about the Batman Catwoman romance. I, I don't hate it, but I'm not like overly in love with it because it's just I'm weird. I didn't like um, that Selena Kyle is Falcone's daughter. That's not accurate. And it pissed me off. And that part felt overly dramatic. And I could have just done away with it without that. I could have dealt with like falcone raped her mom or something that would have been fine but her being falcone's daughter and i didn't like it and i don't know sometime i i i don't so much love robert pattison as bruce wayne i love him as batman like all of the batman scenes were good um but the bruce wayne aspect of it we didn't see much of it so i'm not fully into it yet it just seemed like too depressing and tortured and dark. And I mean, like I can accept a little bit of that, but his Bruce Wayne didn't have too much character development. And I felt like they could have done a little bit more with it by the end of it. Like he could have taken over the renewal fund. Maybe we'll see that in the second one. I mean, it was a three hour movie. I I don't know what I'm bitching about, but he could have at least grown to that. I feel like previous Batman movies have played more into like that playboy millionaire status of Bruce Wayne a lot more than this one did. This one played into the dark side of Batman and Bruce Wayne kind of fell short. There hasn't been a really good balance yet. Um, Maybe that'll happen in the second movie, but it didn't happen in this one for me. Um, Other than that, I mean, it, it wasn't... It, it wasn't like over the top. Maybe the second one will, I'll be like, oh my God, this is the best Batman ever. But it just kind of, I mean, it was, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't good. Like it wasn't, I shouldn't say it wasn't good because it was good, but it wasn't, oh my God, face meltingly awesome. Okay. I can, I can agree with some of those points. Uh, Markellis, I know you said you were disappointed. What were some of the things you didn't like? It is three hours and it felt like the pacing was really slow through not a majority of it, but if at least half the movie, I felt like if people moved in normal speed, this movie could have been cut down to two hours because it, it seems like everything that they did was done very, was paced very slow and it's fine. You know, it's a detective movie. You want to 
get people in a mood, but you know, it's also a comic book movie too. So there should be a little bit of adrenaline happening. I don't know, maybe a little bit more, but it just felt like just even like, like you said, Joey, Batman comes out and just hear the boom, boom, you know, of the footsteps. But then even when he's Bruce Wayne and he's walking, it's still boom, boom, but not it doesn't sound that way. That's just the way maybe, he moves. Maybe he just needs to learn to stop to pick up his feet. <laughs> he walks slow. He moves slow. And then after a while, I'm like, oh, okay. I can see why this movie is three hours. The issue with making a, a Batman movie these days is that the character has been around for so long. And so many people have done so many different versions of it. It's tough to kind of remix it and make something new. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Christopher Nolan really understood it and really got the balance right for the first two movies this one i know people don't want to see bruce wayne's parents get murdered again and i get that you know we don't need an origin story but it there should be for a three-hour movie i feel like there should be like a basis a foundation to build upon like who was aunt harriet who was that lady that just was hanging out in wayne manor they never really explain it and you don't really you know she's just there and it's like all right answers the phone (laughs) that's her job hang out with alfred as he's um, uncovering the Riddler's puzzle. Ah, I feel like there should have been a point where something like that should have been explained. Um, I agree with you, Aubrey, about Commissioner Gordon. He he did a really good job, but he's very one note. Like his one, um, not motivation, but his one thing that he has to do next to Batman, he does it through the entire movie. It doesn't <laughs> seem to like ever flow. There's not. He's just exactly the same. I would have liked it to for him to be a detective too. And have him kind of be in kind of competition with Batman to try to solve these these crimes or these mysteries. I thought that would have been kind of cool. He was kind of disappointing in this um, acting wise. Like I felt like I know he's a good actor. Yeah. I know he is. But it felt like he literally walked off the set of Westworld like across the street and right on here and just did the exact same thing. Like just well, I they, almost felt like he's just reading his lines in his head. Like it didn't like, feel anything from him. Yeah, they didn't give him anything to do except for kind of ask questions, ask Batman questions. That's pretty much what he did. He didn't have his own. His character didn't feel fleshed out even a little bit. And I think I'm not sure, but I think in the Long Halloween, Selena Kyle is what's his name's daughter. Isn't is isn't she Joy? Or do they not like? Uh, I don't remember. That? It's been probably like six years since I've read that. <laughs> Well, I do know she, I believe that she is related to Falcone um, in A Long Halloween. So that's not a complete left field thing, but it's handled a lot better in The Long Halloween. You know, here they just took pieces of it and it, they put it in there and it kind of fits, but it it doesn't, it didn't make everything fully fleshed out for me. Oh, and I, I and the other thing that I, it's not the movie's fault, I guess it's my fault, but I wish that each riddle that they solved, I wish the tension got a little bit tighter. I wish it got like, by the time you got to like the third or fourth puzzle, I wanted to feel like the tension, like really be crushing on Batman, on commissioner Gordon, on Gotham. And it didn't, it just felt like they went to just the next puzzle and, you know, mm-hmm. they, they kind of solved it. Although I did like the, the fucking computer one was awesome. <laughs> that was, that was, that was an amazing uh, riddle. I love that one, but I just, I would have felt like, you know, like, I wanted to feel the suspense of it building to something, and I didn't quite feel that. I mean, we got it, but it, I didn't feel it. All right. Um, 
So I one thing I forgot to say and things I liked is how much the how great the movie looks. But my, one of my favorite shots was right at the beginning when the mayor is in his apartment and he walks past the dark room and then it just kind of slightly lights up and Riddler's right there. Yep. Like that that was scary. <laughs> like, ah, like, his, his murder of the mayor was I was like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> <laughs> Because he, like, gets off as he's, like, taking the duct tape off. (laughs) Yeah, there were a lot of really, really, really nice shots in this movie. It's really beautifully shot. But um, things I didn't like. So, Mark, you mentioned the riddles. I'll just go right right off the bat to the first thing that bothers me. So there'll be a riddle. Someone will be, say, like, oh, we we found this card. It has a riddle. Uh, It's blah, 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 blah. And then Batman will just say the answer. (laughs) Right. Like, there's no... We have to figure it out. There's no extra clues. It's just somehow the Riddler picked Batman as his nemesis and Batman is able to answer all riddles within seconds of them being <laughs> spoken aloud. Like he just knows the answer to all of them. Like, and that, 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 that took away a lot of attention. Yeah, but stuff. Just, but that, that was the twist. The Riddler didn't pick Batman as a nemesis. He picked him as a, a I counterpart. To be, but regardless, like it, it, we don't know that at that point. And it's just like, how how is there even any conflict here? Like the whole point is like, oh, here's this riddle you have to figure out. Okay, well, I knew the answer within five <laughs> seconds, so okay, move on to the next one. And, right, right. It, it didn't okay. build up any any tension at all. No, <laughs> it did not. Um, a lot of the script. So I like, like I said, I like the story idea. So the idea of the story, Batman, the Riddler, blah blah blah, these traps, kind of like saw, blah blah blah. The script does a lot of. Something happens. Then Batman is standing there and Commissioner Gordon is standing there, like you said, Mark. And then they'll be like, oh, well, this is b- because of blah, 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 happened. Like, why, why can't you just show us that happening? Hmm. We, don't, yeah. we never see anything, see any of these things happen. We, we we're just told about them. It's just like watching two people tell you a story for two hours. It just kept it took me out a lot of times and they'd be like, oh, yeah, this is because your dad did this. And then Falcone did this because your dad did this. And like <laughs> we couldn't even like they couldn't even show like a hazy like flashback of it or anything like you're just going to tell us and that's it. OK, mm-hmm. well, that's how they get rid of the we don't want an origin story foundation thing that uh, most superhero movies do. That's the way that they get rid of it. Instead of showing you young Bruce Wayne with a shot Falcone, they just tell you that it happened. But we don't, you know what I mean? I, I didn't need to see, just like I don't need to see Uncle Ben get killed again. I didn't need to see him walk down the alley and have his parents get shot again. But a lot of these things that they were talking about that were supposed to be like big things that like had to do with the plot. Like, couldn't you have showed us that? Like, you couldn't have shown anything of it. It's just people telling you it happened. And then some of the people are like unreliable narrators. So you can't even trust like what they're saying is what happened in the, so, so like. Falcone's like, oh, this is what happened. And then Alfred's like, no, actually, this is what happened. <laughs> right. And then he's like, oh, okay, it's fine then. And then it's never really talked about again. <laughs> like, right. Okay. Falcone says one thing and he's like, Alfred, you lied to me. God damn it. And Alfred's like, well, from a certain point of view, actually, this is what happened. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, okay. He like throws that on Alfred, like right as he's waking up from his fucking <laughs> coma hospital. after being blasted for answering his fan mail. He's like, Hey, I'm glad you're alive, but by the way, you're an asshole. You lied to me. This is the biggest douchey thing in the entire world. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think we got enough Bruce Wayne in this to really, for me to to make a accurate 
you know, decision and how I feel about uh, Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne. I never felt like we got enough Bruce Wayne for me to be like, okay, that's the character I was looking for. It was a lot of I'm, I'm emo and I'm walking around and that's it. Like, yeah, well he's the, the whole, I'm going to guess that the whole point of that is because this movie, he's just the Batman. He hasn't yeah, figured out how to balance his different personalities. He's one, mm-hmm. he has one mode and that's it. Right. The whole movie. It, it's, it's basically year two Batman year two. Um, so I understand that, but like, I don't feel like I got anything like there was a scene at a funeral where he like walked up the stairs and stared at somebody there. You know, there was <laughs> the only time and his hair was still like that messy. Oh God. There was one Spider-Man three look <laughs> one scene where he walked up. The, he came home and he was depressed about something and he walked up the stairs. <laughs> it looked so emo. That fucking my chemical romance is going to start playing. I was dying. I go, Oh no emo. And Janine's like, be quiet. <laughs> but yeah and, and the movie is just long it's long and it feels long and that's because there's long stretches of the movie where there there isn't action and it's a lot of people standing around talking and i get that and i appreciate like we get to see everybody kept hyping like oh we get to see batman be a detective in this movie we get to see batman be a detective in this movie do we really get to see batman be a detective in this movie we get to see him look at clues. So that's being a detective, I mean, right? Yeah, he looked at uh, a clue, but did he really like detect anything? Like any riddles that came up, he knew the answer within 30 seconds. Um, he kind of just walked around crime scenes and talked to Commissioner Gordon, who would always just stand next to him and expose and give exposition, you know, like Alfred did all of his ciphering. <laughs> that's right. We didn't, I don't feel like we, we like I don't I don't personally feel maybe other people feel different. I don't feel like I got that vibe of like, oh, this was Batman being a detective. I never really felt like I got that from it. It was a lot of people standing around and talking at crime scenes. That's what the thing that do. did bother me at a crime scene was when the mayor died. Um, he like goes on to explain that his thumb was severed while he was still alive. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, you see this? This is the reason why. And it's like. Why, how do you know that? And none of these cops that are on a crime scene don't know that. No, he just like knew that, it first. That should be the forensics team, like, number one thing that they know. They, they, they would have gotten it eventually. It's just Batman got there first. Yeah. But I never, I never felt like I was watching him de- be a detective. As, like, what I was expecting. Again, what I was expecting versus what I was shown – and and you just feel I felt the length of the movie. I, I and that's that's probably the worst thing I can say about it is that I felt the length of the movie. When they arrested the Riddler <laughs> in the cafe, that felt like the end of the movie. That <laughs> you know, because they play that scene. I've seen that trailer, like so every time I go to the movies, they they start the trailer with them arresting a Riddler. And then as I'm watching the movie, I'm like two hours in, I'm like, where the hell is the Riddler getting arrested scene? So this movie's still going on. That's when it felt long to me. It, it it definitely felt like that was the end of the movie. And then while I appreciated a big action scene at the end, because it's been a long movie, I don't know. It kind of felt out of place almost like, all right, we've had this whole movie, which is mostly Batman walking around and talking. And now there's a giant action scene at the end, which was almost like uh, Winter Soldier-esque with them like sliding around in catwalks and stuff. I, I don't know. I felt out of place. I felt like the 
the final action scene should have probably been a little more intimate than what we were given. So I, I liked the action, but like, I don't know. It just felt weird. And I was just feeling the length of the movie at that point. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, is this ever going to end? <laughs> like, what is happening? So, you know, and, and that's really nitpicky stuff. But those were just things that kind of stuck out to me when I was watching as things I didn't like. Now, got a couple questions for you guys. We saw the Joker in this movie. Oh, it's never explicitly said it's the Joker. It could be uh, anybody that was hanging out in a cell in Arkham Asylum laughing. Um, Mark Ellis, how did you feel about seeing the Joker in this movie? I I was surprised, even though if you're on the internet, that's already been spoiled. <laughs> yeah. Not like officially spoiled, but like, oh, the rumor is this guy is going to be in a movie and he's playing a Joker. And I'm like, yeah, right. And then when it happened, I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> they were right. I don't know. That felt on one hand, it feels like, OK, this is the direction that we're going to go. We're going to go into a much more comic book universe instead of a seven type of universe. But on the other hand, it was like, that's kind of it was kind of cheesy, felt kind of forced and not really entertaining at all. Them cackling <laughs> in the sales <laughs> with their high pitched voices. I'm like, ah. Am I supposed to be scared or what? <laughs> Aubrey Litchfield. I 100% could have gone without that. thought it was fucking stupid. Yeah. I liked the Riddler in that scene, but I think that the Joker was stupid. I liked uh, seeing the Riddler's meltdown. Yeah, I didn't mind the, the Riddler part. Uh, yeah, I agree with you guys. I thought that Joker thing was weird. It felt like it came from a different movie. And uh, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm kind of all set with seeing the Joker for a little while. I know everybody wants to see the Joker and it's the number one Batman villain. So everybody wants to see it, but man, I was a little excited when, uh, Matt Reeves was in interviews and stuff talking about how he wanted to do Mr. Freeze. Oh, that would be cool. He, you know, he wanted to kind of do Mr. Freeze and kind of give that a spin. That's not embarrassing. And then we turn around and we just get the Joker again. So, okay. But it, it just felt like it was out of a different movie. And it felt like it should have been the after credits scene <laughs> after they insisted that this isn't part of any universe or anything in its own thing. And it was a three hour movie that like, oh, man. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> so Aubrey Litchfield, do you want to see more Robert Pattinson as Batman? And do you want him to interact with other heroes? I don't want non, him to interact with Batman heroes. Let me, let me just let me just classify the non Batman heroes because they did name drop Bloodhaven in this. So I still think uh, Zatanna would be really cool, but I know that's a, a stretch. And it's if if they had like villains like Professor Pig, that would be fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and Mad Hatter and and stuff like that. But do you want to um, see Robert Pattinson Batman teaming up with like Jason Momoa Aquaman? Not yet. I want to see a Batman 2 um, before I see him in anything else. They have, they have to develop Bruce Wayne first because that part was severely lacking in this. But I, I, I don't want to see it yet. Okay. Um, Mark Ellis Regans. Uh, yeah, I want to see another one just to see what they do. But again, we have so many Batman movies. There's really nothing for me to be really excited about. Uh, the thought of them doing a Mr. Freeze is cool, uh, but only if they kind of lean a little bit more into 
like, okay, so this one is like seven, right? This one is based on seven. I have a feeling if they do Mr. Freeze, it'd be like John Carpenter's The Thing, maybe, or some kind of other, you know, frozen mystery movie. So I would want to see Mr. Freeze, but I want to see it in a, a little bit more of a comic booky movie. I want to have some fun during my superhero movies. Yeah. You know, now that I just said, you know, the Joker thing felt out of place, I guess from a different movie. Um, you know, I would enjoy seeing Mr. Freeze and have it be, you know, I think it would be good if it was like the episode of the, uh, Batman, the animated series with Mr. Freeze and his wife and then the frozen flower and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, I, I like, uh, Pattinson as Batman. I want to see another, I want to see another one. I would like to see Mr. Freeze or a different villain, not the Joker. I don't know how I feel about putting him into other things like I would like to see a trilogy of the Batman movies and then maybe like at the end like Superman shows up or something sure (laughs) like let let him get established as himself and then you know we can worry about all that other stuff afterwards but I I don't know I don't know if that's going to happen so let's get a score let's score this movie Aubrey Litchfield zero to five five being the best zero being the worst what do you got for the Batman I'm gonna give it a three it wasn't bad. It wasn't amazing. Um, I didn't hate it, though. Mark Ellis ratings. Yeah, I feel like my my nerves are still pretty raw because I just like literally just got out of the movie theater. Right. We're recording less than an hour after leaving the movie theater. Right. So I feel like, you know, if I have a little more time to think about it, my score might change. But as I stand right now, uh, I agree with Aubrey. I'm going to give it a three. All right. Well, man, I got to tell you. The one thing that really kind of bothers me about this movie is that and people are going to get mad and I don't care because who gives a fuck? Get mad. Be mad, bro. <laughs> um, I said this a million times on the show, like leading up to this, how I just felt like this is not a four quadrant pleaser. And I'm just watching this. I'm like, no kids are going to fucking like this movie. Like maybe they will. You know, there's always weird kids. I like weird movies from when I was a kid because I used to just watch them on HBO and stuff all the time. I mean. There's a reason why I like Grease 2 way better than Grease 1. You know, people, kids like weird movies. But I, I don't know, man. Like, it's it's long. The, the Joker, the, the Joker, sorry. The Riddler stuff is, is pretty violent and scary. There's not a lot of big action sequences. It's a lot of talking and standing around. I just feel like people that are excited, our age and like a little younger, like Aubrey's age, that are excited about a Batman movie. Like, you get excited because you experience Batman as a kid. Whether that was through Super Friends cartoons or comics or the 89 movie, which is a little dark, but still is fun. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is fun. I don't think you could show this to like a seven year old and have them be like, wow, I love Batman now. I, I, I just I, it's it's a, such a weird choice. It's such a weird choice to be like, yeah, fuck, fuck little kids and, and fuck <laughs> families. We're making a, a dark Batman movie. Not all Batman media is dark. Like, I know it has been since the early 80s, almost, when uh, Dark Knight Returns came out. And a lot of this movie reminded me of reading uh, Issues of Detective when I was a kid. And the, the parts in between the action sequences, <laughs> when Batman would be talking to people, it reminded me a lot of that. Um, it's just it, it's kind of weird to me that it's not a four-quadrant pleaser. Um, it, it, you really do feel the length of this movie when you're watching it. I like what I liked. And I think the problems with it pop out more than than I was expecting. 
in the way the reviews were and people we know and talk to and trust that have been raving about this. I was ex- maybe my expectations were just too high. I don't know. Yeah. But I do like Zoe Kravitz a lot. <laughs> just watch X-Men First Class, Andy. You like I'm not so watching much. X-Men First Class. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to watch. But uh, I do like her. So I'm going to go for a three and a half out of five. I think, I think three and a half is where I'm at. So I don't think I'll ever watch this again. I can't see myself saying, let's have a rip-roaring time and sit down and watch this movie. But what about the four-hour director's cut coming to oh, HBO Jesus. Max? Is that true? Or are you lying? I'm totally lying. Okay. I was like, no, please. The Batman Ultimate Edition. Yes. Maybe he'll, he'll get the riddles in a, a minute instead of 30 <laughs> seconds in that one to, to pat it out. A lot more walking with heavy steps in that one. All right. Well, that's our review of the Batman. Uh, let us know what you thought. Hit us up on social media and tell us if we're right, if we're wrong. I mean, we're obviously right because our opinion is is the, the right one. But, you know, let us know what you think. Uh, we're going to wrap it up before we tap it up. Let's get some recommendations for the listeners out there. And Aubrey, what do you got? Uh, <laughs> yes, I, I have just bought like a shit ton of books that I haven't even read yet. So normally those would be my, my recommendations because that's what I've been doing lately. Plus playing Animal Crossing. For no fucking reason. Because uh, there hasn't been an update for that game in for like ever. But I keep playing it because I'm convinced that I'm going to buy all of the paintings and statues. And Nintendo just did their Nintendo Direct. And you can actually pre-order Splatoon 3 now. Which you could only do through Best Buy, which is fucking stupid. I'm going to call them out on it because I pre-ordered. It's the only way that you could pre-order Splatoon 3 at one point. And then... um they finally opened it up elsewhere. So I, I actually pre-ordered it through Amazon, I believe. Um, but Best Buy kept charging me like every single month for Splatoon 3. And when I called them out on it, because they were holding my account hostage for the amount of Splatoon 3, they said that they would continue to charge me the amount for Splatoon 3 until the game came out. And so I said, so you mean to tell me that every month, for a year, you are going to be charging me sixty three seventy four for this fucking game. And they said yes. And I said, then cancel my fucking pre-order, you bastards. Target does the exact same thing. Let me tell it's you. It's fucking stupid. Why? I have Why? three G.I. Joe action figures pre-ordered with Target. And at least two, maybe three times a month sometimes, they will charge me for them and then refund it. And then charge me fucking for them stupid. and refund it. And it's... I, According I mean, to them, it's testing it. it's testing your card to make sure it's still valid. And yeah, God that's what forbid, they tried to tell me at Best Buy too. Yeah. God forbid you your card expired, you didn't realize mm-hmm. it, you're or if you were using your debit card, which I wasn't, I'm I'm using a card that has plenty of room on it, so it's not a big deal. But if you're using your debit card and you didn't have the money in there to cover it, they cancel your pre order. And some so of this I guess stuff that's is my just impossible. To, you, like you can't go back. Like if I got canceled, these figures got canceled. I wouldn't be able to go back and re-pre-order them. It doesn't work like that. So like, yeah. it's it's ass. I agree with you. It's ass. So your recommendation is that that's not my recommendation. pre-order things from Best Buy? <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Pre-order things through Amazon so then you don't have to pay for it until the day it is released. Or GameStop, which also, I mean, that is a hard thing for me to say too, to pre-order through GameStop. But you don't get charged until it's fucking released. So fuck you, Best Buy. 
All right. Well, we appreciate the anger. Marcellus Reagans, uh, any recommendations for the listeners out there? Uh, yeah. If you have HBO Max, check out uh, Batman The Long Halloween animated movie, part one and part two. Uh, part one is amazing, like absolutely amazing. Part two is good. <laughs> Not great, but at least it wraps up the story. Uh, but part one is fucking amazing. So, um, yeah, if you you know, want some more Batman and you want to, you know, get a little bit more of the Falcone story and Selena Kyle story and all of that stuff. Check out Batman along Halloween part one and two on HBO max. Awesome. Well, I will recommend that you throw up the bat signal and go to so wizardpodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right hand side of the page, comic reviews, movie reviews, so much more at so wizardpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, good pods or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts we will be there check out our youtube go to youtube.com backslash so is podcast there's hours of free exclusive content there adam's just dropped a couple more interviews we interviewed the writer director of the new horror movie student body which uh is looks really cool i'm gonna watch it this weekend and the interview is great so check it out uh, we have our Patreon at patreon.com backslash podcast where you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive episodes and content. This month, it's the only place to hear our review of Turning Red from Disney+. Plus, and we're going to have our special guest, Montego from Fans on Patrol, is going to be joining me and Adam for Star Wars Talk. So that should be interesting. And I want to send a shout out to our new Patreon, Jamie. So, Jamie, thank you so much. We love you. Thank you. And welcome to the super fans on Patreon. And I will recommend that you go on to Netflix and check out The Atom Project starring Ryan Reynolds, because that, my friends, is what we will be reviewing next week. And that's going to do it for episode number 396 of the So Wizard podcast. The road to 400 continues. We're a month away, guys. We're a month away from 400. It's crazy. So I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Bye. Are you vengeance? <laughs> I am vengeance. <laughs> and that guy at the end was like, no, I am vengeance. He's like, oh, fuck, man. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marky Marcellus Reagan. Everybody have a good week and Wakanda forever. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. We're going to talk the Adam Project from Netflix. Good journey. Oh,